Shabbos. Rabbi Mechaya says a pshar on a medrash. The medrash goes through every one of the makas that Rabbi Shalom smote the Egyptians with. And he says, and the medrash explains how each one is midah connected midah. And a lot of the makas, a lot of the makas were connected what the Egyptians did to stop Kaisal from growing, from pro proliferating. You know, Kaisal was having, you know, six or sixty kids at a shop. And the children were threatened by that. So they, they shut down the mikvahs, and that's why Hashem took away the, the, the water. He tapped the water with them. He sent all the husbands out into, into the fields to, to plant and to go catch crazy creatures. So the Bershom sent the creatures at the Egyptians, and Hashem destroyed their crops. Ben Abachaya says, I don't understand. What are the Egyptians thinking? The Jews are their slaves. This is, this is what they have. The more kids that the Jews have, the more slaves they'll have. What was the what was Why were they trying to... Trying to stop them from having more kids. More kids, more little slave alive. Nope. Mm -hmm. He says, Pshad is that the, the, the Mitzvah understood that they have the Egyptian, the Chayas role in their Rishos for a certain amount of time. The Mitzvah only gave them a, a certain Tkufa, however many years it was supposed to be, it being 210. We only got out at 210 because of the Avoid Kasha, because it got so hard. The Mitzvah knew that there's a certain amount of Tsar that Chayas needed to. Yisoyvel until Hashem would take them out. The more kids that Klai Yisrael had, the more, the more of Klai Yisrael there is, the more tsar is being felt. And Hashem's going to take them out earlier. The Egyptians were hoping that if Klai Yisrael would, would be smaller, they would be taking on less tsar, and then maybe they would stay long enough to hit rock bottom at the 50th level of Tumah and not be But the Rebbe Shalom took us out of the 49th level of Tumah. And he saved us and shot us up to the 49th level of Tumah. Kedusha. Brought us to Arsina, Baruch Hashem. That was the, was the idea. But the Rebbe, and then the Rebbe Shalom fought back in between. Mida Kenagad Mida. It's my son of Pam. And he was visiting in uh, 1976. He was visiting the town of Bethlehem, upstate. And he, he was sick at that point and he got very, very faint. And he yelled and he yelled out and he called to his wife and he said, I'm going to faint, I'm going to faint. His wife panicked and she ran to the next room and she found a lemon. And uh, le lemon has like a strong, gishmaka, zesty, citrusy flavor. And he gave it to him and said, you eat the lemon. Pom sat down and cut up the lemon. He made a bracha and he, he make a bracha now. Anyway, he took a big bite of the lemon. He managed enjoyed every bit of that gishmaka lemon juice. And that gave him back his kayach. It revived him. And like a good gadol does, he sat down afterwards and said, what is this kineged? Where, why, why am I Zerifa to have this lemon to revive me? And he thought back, and he, it takes a Rapan to do this, he thought that 20 years ago, he was visiting someone in the Bronx in the hospital, and he brought an orange, and he offered them an orange. And the person he was visiting, him was a relative, he said, no, thank you. And the bed over, there was a person lying there. It turns out he was the Admar of the Bronx. He was paralyzed, he was in a shrekelcha medical state. He wasn't able to talk. And Rapan offered him the orange. And he accepted it. He said, you remember 20 years later how the schmuck that orange looked to this to, to, to the Admir of the Bronx. And it was just, it was delicious. And he wasn't able to speak, but he remembers the gratitude that shone out of his eyes. And he thanked Rapam for that orange. Rapam said, 20 years later, the Bronx will give me back that type with the citrus of a lemon. And Hashem didn't just give it to me at a barbecue. Hashem gave it to me when, it was, when my life was riding on it, when I was about to faint. When it really meant a lot to me. The same way it meant so much to the person I gave that homage to.
the eyes, to be able to see the taif. We don't wish people a happy new year, we wish people a sweet new year, we wish people to taste the sweetness. We should be able to see the good because we have so much good, but it's hard to see it sometimes because human nature is that we focus on the negative. Our right is connected to the person who's left in front of us. Our right is the, is the din. We're very scrupulous with our right hand. And, all, and, and our right is connected to their left, all their faults, all, all of their, their incongruities. And that's the part that we look at. But the truth is that we have so much, so much good. The should gives us to be able to see all that good and to be able to thank Him for it. Good job, Vince.